Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. All right, it's Matt Mosley, and uh, great to be with you. It's uh, day four of uh, On the Road, uh, doing some vacation slash work, and um, we're having a good time. Uh, Seaside, Florida is the date line. I'm looking out at the Gulf right now, and just gorgeous right here along 30A. And Aaron, you'll like this. Yesterday, I was just wrapping up the show. I turned around, and there was a familiar face, the head um, athletic trainer, associate athletic trainer for the Dallas Cowboys, who's in charge of basically all the rehab. When any player's hurt, he's the one that brings them back. Same with Dak, same with everybody that's ever been hurt in the last 20-something years. Britt Brown was walking by me, and so I've gotten to cover him and, and know him for years. And uh, so he uh, still a pretty young guy, but he had his grandchild with him. So that was exciting. And then um, two, one of his daughters ran track. She just finished her track career at Arkansas, so she was with him. And that, that was neat to see. So a shout-out to Britt Brown, who's been a longtime listener of my show in Dallas and uh, and now, of course, with ESPN Central Texas. Um, lots going on um, today. And generally, you know, we, we've got so – it's just, you know, this is supposed to be somewhat of a downtime. Well, that has all changed. Now, we already knew that uh, NBA free agency was going to hit this evening, and so we'll kind of keep you posted there. The Mavericks had like a, a small chance still of keeping Jalen Brunson, uh, Cuban, Mark Cuban, the GM, uh, Nico, the new GM, and then uh, Michael Finley, I believe, and then maybe Jason Kidd and a couple of players have made their way to New York and will be meeting uh, with Jalen Brunson. But it's believed that Jalen Brunson is going to end up with the New York Knicks. Will the, will the Mavs get anything in return? We'll see. Uh, an interesting note, the Miami Heat have also entered the picture. I hadn't heard their name at all, and they're always just kind of lurking out there, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, the whole gang. So that's uh, just kind of an interesting little nugget that uh, that has occurred. Um, okay, so the huge breaking news today, and by the way, thank you. You heard so many. We've just got incredible sponsors of this show. Uh, it's just uh, um it's just really uh, such a pleasure. And uh, we just re-upped, by the way, with our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, Brian Fonville, Joe Nesbitt. Joe, uh, as we announced on our program, uh, you know, now this CEO, the Nesbitt family, has been so great to Waco over the years. And uh, they, it continues to be the case. And so one of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas, and they will continue to be our presenting sponsor right here on the Matt Mosley Show and then right into the fall as we get ready to uh, uh, do all kinds of uh, Baylor football. And so we're just so pleased to have uh, Central National Bank 
with us. Now, the news that uh, has come down today is that USC and UCLA, and there may be an official announcement within the next 24 hours, but uh, Barry Wilner, uh, who writes for a news group, but uh, namely uh, the Mercury News out of San Jose, uh, Barry Wilner had the story first, and then, of course, people across the country have jumped in and kind of added to it. Um, the Kliakoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, he got bowlsbeed. Um, there's even quotes out there that said, oh, he got, he got soonered and he got horned, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he woke up this morning. In fact, Aaron, he had one of those quotes that that you live to regret, where he said about a month ago or so that he had no worries at all about somebody trying to poach one of their schools. He went on the record with that. And then, of course, today we get the news that USC and UCLA are headed toward uh, the Big Ten. And so this is... Uh, this is enormous uh, news that's coming down the pike. Uh, USC, UCLA, I would say USC is the biggest brand um, in the Pac-12. It's the most important to the Pac-12. It's it's what you would call your, your flagship school, so to speak. Uh, their Oregon's got some good things going on, obviously, uh, Washington, but uh, USC and then, of course, UCLA, they're so tied together. Now, of course, one's a public school. School. One's actually a private school, USC, but USC, because of its history, uh, because of the eyeballs that it brings, and because of its ties out there on the West Coast to Fox, um, it, TV always plays a huge role in these things. And so in the dark of night, in the quiet, uh, they were planning, and they have uh, pulled this thing off, and now... With a grant of rights situation set to end after 2023, uh, it looks like UCLA and USC could be part of the Big Ten by as early as like the 20, 2024 season, and that would be the calendar year 2024 and 25. You know, it, it no longer, Aaron, you think about the Rose Bowl and the history, and we kind of love all those kinds of things, um, and it just doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore to people. It's where is, and of course, uh, the Big Ten has always been tied to the Rose Bowl as well. But uh, the the Pac-10 becoming the Pac-12 now, I guess it's a Pac-10 again. Aaron, can you imagine this new um, commissioner of the Big 12? They announce it. They're excited about it yesterday. They're putting out all these nice quotes about it, and then the day after, um, two. Big name, Blue Bloods, certainly UCLA is a Blue Blood basketball program, USC's Blue Blood in football. Um, two of the signature schools, I think arguably the top one, and then obviously maybe a top three or four school in the Pac-12 leaving together. There used to be some thought that uh, that some of these schools couldn't do this, that UCLA couldn't do this without Cal because of the uh, the public nature of, of those schools. And quite honestly, I just don't think it matters as much anymore. There used to be enough political power in these states. We saw it with, with Baylor uh, back when the Big 12 was formed. Um, you would think, you know, politics is such a huge part of, of what goes on in, in uh, California. It does not matter. And uh, it's uh, people are scrambling right now. Aaron, I think that... 
Oregon and Washington will desperately be knocking on the Big Ten's door because as, as long as the door is open, you know, they're going to try to get in. Now, what this seems to suggest is that it's pointing. We've wondered if a super conference would form, and we've always thought that would obviously uh, a big part of that would be the SEC would play a huge role of that, the Big Ten, and so there could be something like that in, in the offing. I, I, I think it's hilarious that Lincoln Riley, in, in, in no small part, and of course he would deny this, but there's some thought that he left OU because he didn't want to go play in the SEC. Now USC will be in the Big Ten, it looks like. And Aaron, you just throw all the throw all the years and years of history out. I mean, I, I don't and there's, there's going to be some weird stuff. I mean, think about what, whatever sport it is. Olympic sports. Um, uh, I mean, you've got Rutgers in the same, you know, going all the way to the West Coast. It's it's, it's going to be an unwieldy type thing, and I think now the question becomes for, for Baylor folks, uh, and obviously we're the Baylor flagship here at ESPN Central Texas, what do you do? What is your response? What do you do as a conference? Aaron, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't, don't, do you feel a little bit bad for the Rock Nation guy that's now come into the Big 12 and it's like, hey man, uh, exciting news and glad to have you. Oh, by the way, um, Pac-12 is falling apart and so you might want to, you might want to do something, either poach some of these schools or protect your schools so they won't be poached. Um, this, this musical chairs continues. Aaron, I, I just, I just wonder what in the world that guy must be thinking today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> A day after they announced his hiring, the uh, world of college athletics, just another another earthquake. I don't know. I don't know how you could be prepared for that, especially coming from his background. I mean, I'm sure they're getting him up to speed, but luckily he, he's not dealing with losing conference members like uh, Clive Caulfield. And any time a conference commissioner says they're not worried about losing members, you can just bank on within the next year – they're going to lose two or three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sankey doesn't even have to say it because, I mean, nobody's, you know, trying to get out of the SEC. I mean, I'm sure Vandy sometimes gets tired of getting its head knocked in, but when they get those huge payouts, they're probably okay with things. Um, this is a this is an enormous day, and um, I, I, I just don't think you can – overstate the importance USC has to the Pac-12. I think these commissioners, part of your job now is not just, it's kind of like, and and maybe that's why it's good the Big 12 went after a guy that's been involved with the NBA team. He's used to people constantly wanting to leave, changing agents, changing teams. I mean, Aaron, if you if you look at where the new Big 12 commissioner's former team was, he was with the Barclays Center, as we were talking about, uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. And today's news is that Kevin Durant has asked for a trade, and so he wants out of Brooklyn. The you know, in a in a sense, these teams it's like entering the portal, or it's like these NBA free agents. So you have to be ready for change, and you have to do things that that 
either lock teams in, keep them happy, try to get the best contracts. And, um, you know, it's this is devastating for the Pac-12 uh, for a lot of reasons, one of which is Fox seems to be driving a lot of this. Uh, Fox has the Big Ten contract. That big noon kickoff, which actually Baylor and Oklahoma were a part of this past year. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, That is the breaking news sounder. Aaron is stepping into our ESPN Central Texas newsroom. What do you have, Aaron? Just a quick note on a breaking story because actually I think the USC-UCLA news is bigger, but the Dallas Mavericks, according to ESPN's Tim McMahon, uh, have canceled a planned meeting with free agent guard Jalen Brunson after being informed that Brunson has made up his mind and will be joining the New York Knicks. So it's a done deal. Okay. Well, they were going to go up there and at least take the meeting. Uh, maybe Jalen's just saving them some jet fuel, saving them some time, not wanting to show them up. Um, it's, I think, probably... Jalen Brunson will end up regretting this. I mean, he could have made more money to be the second guy to a superstar, and now he's going to go to this crazy franchise and maybe be the number one option, maybe not. They're going to have to figure out what to do with Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, all these other players. Um, I, I hate it for the Mavericks their fans and I really hate it for Brunson because I think there was some undue pressure that was formed with his former agent his dad's former agent being an executive with the Knicks and then the Knicks hiring his dad Aaron this used to happen Baylor did it a few years ago Baylor hired uh, uh, John Walls one of his AAU coaches or somebody close to him in the hopes of landing John Wall many years ago obviously John Wall's been around the NBA for a while Um, And, of course, John Wall ended up going to Kentucky. So this has been done at the college level for years. I mean, Cade Cunningham's brother was hired at Oklahoma State. And Cade Cunningham went there, and after the one year he played, the brother moved on with him or moved on to somewhere else. So I I don't, you know, it's not like a a dirty move or anything like that. But I just kind of hate it that it was so heavy-handed. Your dad gets hired. Your your old agent is running the organization, and I think Brunson felt like he had to do this. Absolutely. Um, and I agree with everything you said. I think it's, it's, it's bad for the Mavericks. It's bad for it – I think it will be bad for Brunson. That's a dysfunctional organization. They don't have a true superstar. They overpaid Julius Randle. They're going to have to pay R.J. Barrett coming up, so they'll be hard-capped in a couple of years, especially with overpaying now Jalen Brunson, who is an outstanding player, but he'll be paid like a top-40 player, and he's not a top-40 player in the NBA. One more quick NBA note. I don't want to talk too much NBA in the first segment, but former Baylor standout Royce O'Neal has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets for a 2023 first-round pick, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Wow. Wow. He had a great run for the Jazz. was a really good defensive player and and, uh, had become an important part of their culture. Obviously, they've made a change, and they have that assistant from uh, the Celtics now. 
for to get a first round pick though in 2023 for yeah. Royce O'Neal, my goodness. I mean, I got to say at first blush that one that one uh, grabs my attention in some ways. Um, okay, Aaron, we've got uh, we're going to hear from maybe one of Baylor's next great sprinters. You know, the long line of sprinters at Baylor is just unbelievable. The Olympic champions and uh, the uh, Olympic, uh, the under-20 Olympic championships just occurred, and this guy was unreal. Um, He joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just got in trouble for putting a lifesaver in my mouth. It's the fifth one and he's diabetic. I spit the other two out. At me. Well, one at you and th- two in the trash and Rude. the one I got right now that you can't stand because when I do this. Who's with me on that? We don't like to hear the crunching or the munching. Give us a call and talk about it. 254-235-4922. Or just call her up and just smack in her ear. Ask for Jana. She will go nuts. Do it. 235-4922 or crunchmonster.com. Fixitjimmy.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at SyntexSportsFan.com. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made-in-the-USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000-square-foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Philadelphia 76ers star James Harden has declined his $47.3 million option and will become a free agent. The Sean Watson hearing before the NFL and NFL Players Association will continue today. Philadelphia Phillies Bryce Harper had successful surgery to repair his broken left thumb yesterday. Interim manager Rob Thompson said there's no timetable for his return. Houston Astros left fielder Alvarez and shortstop Pena are both being evaluated for concussions after they collided in the eighth inning of yesterday's game against the New York Mets. Mets won the game 2-0. Astros return home to face the Yankees in a makeup game this afternoon. Rangers dropped the series finale with the Royals 2-1. Texas has the day off before starting a weekend series with the Mets tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. That's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, coming to you over the beach in Florida. This man has been in Oregon a lot recently. Uh, Lorenz Colbert, a man who uh, is is one of Baylor's next great sprinters, already putting up big numbers. The uh, uh, under-20, U.S. Olympic under-20 championships uh, in uh, Oregon. Uh, Lorenz, uh, I believe you're from Maryland. Have you set up a second residence in uh, Oregon? I mean, you can't you can't get enough of this place, can you? Uh, yes, sir. Oregon is a great environment. I really loved it a lot. Well, it's uh, it's it's really been fun to 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 watch this, see these results, see that some of the Baylor track athletes, some of these things are televised and everything. Um, this latest. Going out to the uh, the under twenty championships, like how how exciting was that? And like how much of I mean, you just had the NCAA's out there. How much throughout the last few months? I mean, you got healthy again. How much had you been sort of pointing to, to that particular meet? Well, actually, I wasn't pointing too much towards the meet because I came into the meet having a good having a good confidence level of what I could do to make this team. But in honesty, I was more I was more I was more intrigued to see like the professional athletes there in present. Like I I really wanted to see how they warm up and practice how they warm up before events. And which and which was something that helped like give me more confidence to like try to do better, like try to make this U-20 team and try to be on the nice level like they are. Well, you're well on your way, and uh, I, I think I saw one interview, and I mean, I, your time in the 100 was, I believe it was a, a personal best, uh, 10-21 uh, is... Uh, but I think I saw an interview where you were you were even hoping to, to go lower than that. What was your uh, what what was your what was your goal? Because obviously you finished and uh, I mean you 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 won the thing, so you had to feel great about that. But in your mind, what were you what what do you think you're capable of right now? Uh, to be honest, I feel like I'm capable of running ten one through ten flat. I feel like that's my capability of running. But I was disappointed because I felt like I was running so hard and so long to be a 10-2. But it's like at the moment, I was glad that I won the race, and which was something else really, really impactful to me. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about being around some of those professionals and that kind of thing. Um, uh, Trayvon Bromel is one of the greatest Baylor sprinters ever. Obviously, he's yeah. still he's still doing it. Um, he graduated from Baylor, oh gosh, around 2015 or 16. So he's been out for a little while. Um, yeah. did, did, you, did you get to be around him a little bit, and have you? Uh, uh, how does Trayvon stop by the uh, stop by Baylor from time to time? Uh, Trayvon, like throughout the beginning of the season, Trayvon did stop by the uh, Baylor track and stuff. I like, got the meets and just coming by the practices. To be honest, like it was, it sucks because I wasn't able to meet him during that time because I had to go through. Um, Therapy due to injury, so I, I wasn't really with the team that much in the beginning of the season to where I, I could see him. I didn't see him at a track meet, though, like, at a home track meet, which was cool. But, yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's, he's... Cool him, like, it's cool seeing Trayvon Bermel, like, knowing that he came from Baylor and that he's doing what he's doing now. At the at <laughs> Oregon, I didn't really get the chance to see him that much, but... I didn't really see him that much, but I saw a whole bunch of other professional sprinters. Yeah. What, what, when, you, when you talked about learning from them and talking to uh, Lorenz Colbert, uh, Baylor sprinter, what, what were come a couple of your takeaways, Lorenz? What, uh, what did you, what did, being around some of those professionals, watching their warm-up, vi- getting to visit with them, what are a couple things that, that you really came away um, that that you feel like you can you can apply to what you're doing at Baylor. Uh, something that I really carried away that I could apply to Baylor was to stay like dialed in and locked in and and like don't like take everything serious instead of like slacking like take every drill every stretch serious and not try to have fun lollygag like, like make sure you're warmed up ready to run so you don't seek to prevent injuries and stuff like that that's something I care to well, yeah and uh and and Lorenz for people that don't know you had a I believe it was a hamstring um issue when when did that happen to you and and how long was it that you had to do therapy and, and rehab before you you were full strength again? Okay, so um, the injury happened last April. It was it had been last April. I tore my hamstring running the first after running the first curve the four hundred. So after, so from April, so the whole injury because I. I was healed. I was cleared to run, and I got I re-injured again at my state meet in high school. And then oh. after that, um, the state meet was like two months after I hurt my uh, hamstring, which I was all good and able to run. And I strained it again, running the curve. And then after that, um, I had to get this surgery done on my hamstring right before I went to Baylor, in which... To be honest, if I would add all together, like I still, I was still doing therapy throughout the season, but mm-hmm. when I started practicing, I feel like almost seven months before, like I actually started, like probably seven months. Almost, wow. Yeah, seven, almost to a whole year, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, boy, that uh, Lorenz Colbert joining us, one of Baylor's uh, uh, up-and-coming uh, sprinters. Now, Lorenz, you also ran a, I believe it was a 2048 in the 200. Um, you know, when when, people, when we think of, at Baylor of the 200 and the 400, obviously we think of Michael Johnson, Jeremy Warner. I mean, it, it's just the list goes on and on. Do you, your 100 times, you know, obviously if you get down there to 10-1 and maybe even someday lower than that, that'll be amazing. Which which of those would you consider as you kind of project, though, down the road, would you say is going to be your best race? Um like a year or two years from now, or, or, or are you just going to continue to just see which one you can maximize? Um, I feel like my 200 is going to be my best event because it's like for 200, I feel like I have good get out, maintaining, and a decent finish. So I feel like my 200 is going to be the most that I uh, improve on than my 100. Because the hundred is like I don't know, it's like the hundred. It takes. I feel like it takes me a minute to start running, and then that's also something that affects me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, it's gonna be. It's a lot of fun uh, to watch all you. Uh, you know, Aaliyah's some somebody we've watched. She's had an incredible. Uh, you know, career at Baylor. I mean, the the history. Tell uh, what what was it like being from Maryland? Did who who was was Coach Ford your first contact? And like, how, how did you end up uh, deciding on Baylor? Like, what else? Who else was trying to recruit you? Um. So basically, I was gonna. Re- so basically, the first couple of schools I was getting recruited from was. LSU in Texas, and then also Baylor was also one of the first people to hit me up when I was started running my indoor season. They're like one of the first people to hit me up, even though the time I ran, even though I got finished second place in my heat, they still was really interested in me. And it was Coach Ford who was the first one to hit me up from Baylor. And when I first met Coach like on the phone, he sounded like a really cool individual and coach and then throughout the recruitment process I remember I just paid attention to different coaches and I realized like like at the end I realized that like Coach Ford is probably the best one to go to because from the people he coached and I just see myself just being a Baylor Bear and I see myself going through the process that he got or got me going through the race plan and everything yeah well, it's uh, it's it's going to be fun, and uh, and and you now are very aware. I know of all the history. What's what is what's the timing on your next steps? I, I guess the World Championships. Uh, you, you know, you obviously you just won the hundred, and then you did great in the relays as well. The four by one hundred. What's the when is this? Uh, next the world championships uh when when will that be like are we about a month from that or, or when uh yeah we're about to be a month from that it's uh it starts on we leave well it starts on august 1st through the 7th no we leave on the 7th so august 1st through 6th or 5th one of those two things uh-huh yeah well, uh are you uh is, was the temperature 
the atmosphere and everything in um, Oregon like way different than it was even like a month ago? Is it had it gotten a lot warmer? Uh, then, because uh, obviously uh, you just never know exactly what the temperatures. What were the what were the conditions like in this uh, in this last meet? So the conditions in the last meet was way better than NCAA's. It was way better. Like the it was more. It was like it was more. It was more. There was more heat. It was more hot. Hot weather than it was in the way. In the way was basically cold. And it'll get hot sometimes, a little bit, but it's mainly cold and just gloomy, just thunderstorms and everything. <laughs> Did uh, now when you watch film of other sprinters. And and uh, it, was there? Did you have growing up when you started kind of dedicating your life to track? Did uh, was there one particular sprinter that you love to watch and that you you've tried to emulate a little bit? Um, sadly, no. There wasn't really a sprinter. I I, I mean, I, I was I loved a lot of sprinters, but it wasn't really not one specific. It wasn't really a specific sprinter I tried to idolize, but. One of my favorites watching growing up was um what's his name? Uh I I had a, I like Tyson Day a lot when I was running. That's somebody I also looked up I also watched running a lot growing up. Yeah. Now were you already uh talking to Lorenz Colbert, the Baylor speedster, were you already blowing everybody away when you were like in second and third grade? Or were you a little bit of a late bloomer? Did your speed really start to show up more like in junior high and, and early in high school? Uh, so basically, it was it was it was like it was a real bumpy road. Like I was, there was times where I was blowing out people, and there was times where I wasn't due to having injuries. Cause I had injuries because growing up, I had injuries all my life running track. So it was like. Before my injury, I was blowing out people, and then I got hurt to where I got hurt, had like a hip flexor injury, and I was like in second, third grade, and then after that, it was like it was downhill for a minute until I got to high school, and then that's when it started to uh, come back to me and everything. So basically, from the end of elementary school middle school was where my downfall was and high school was when I started picking back up but I always was kind of fast going up well Lorenz it's uh it's been fun to kind of keep up with things and uh and and monitor what you're doing and uh, tremendous job by the way the championships I love that you were kind of wanting to do even better um I I even went back to see what Bromel was doing at a similar stage in like 2015, and and the one I looked, by the way, they ran a, they read like a 985 or 987, but it was wind dated, and that might have been in in Oregon as well. But because uh, I was kind of looking at the, the Baylor all-time records, and that must have been right right around it. But obviously that didn't count. But it's uh, yeah. uh it's it's fascinating to uh, to watch it all. Listen, best of luck. At the upcoming uh, worlds, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be watching. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. There he goes, Lorenz Colbert, who is uh, only a freshman at Baylor. Spent seven months trying to come back from a hamstring. 
and then shows up at Oregon in the uh, under-20 uh, 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 Olympic Championships and runs a 10:21, which, you know, is still a monster time. Uh, and he he wasn't pleased. Wanted to run even better. Wanted to run a 10-1 or 10-flat. And so uh, if he can stay healthy, obviously he has a chance to be some Baylor's. Uh, and I think that was cool, Aaron, that he recognizes as a, at an early age as a freshman in college, which he's probably, what, 18 years old, um, 18 or 19, he realizes that when he goes to one of these kind of things, the U.S. Uh, championships, Olympic championships, like, you know, study everybody, like soak it in. And it just seems like he has a great feel for that. Um, and, uh, and obviously he came to a place with just a tremendous uh, pedigree in terms of uh, all-time, all-time greats. I'm thinking, Aaron, of our, uh, of our Schmaltz's trivia question today. I think I need to make it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it long distance related. Who has the who has the all time record at Baylor in the 1600 meter race? Okay, and I know you can look it up or Google it, but um, hopefully somebody can get it quick. Um, I'll just say it begins, if I recall correctly, it it certainly begins with a three, and I, as I recall. It was about a 351 or a 350, and it was the all-time greatest 1600. And um, this person uh, has huge Baylor ties, uh, and and you know obviously ran at Baylor. But that's the only hints I'll give you. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. The uh, uh, if you get this one right, we'll give you two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Again, the trivia question is. Who ran the all-time greatest uh, 1600, which is certainly the uh, the mile, obviously. Uh, who had the greatest time ever from from Baylor? And uh, it was uh, somebody that's a very familiar name to Baylor people. And as I recall, it was either a 350 or 351. Um, we will give you the answer, and uh, we'll also be back with Campus Confidential. We'll do that next. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Calling all my local ladies. This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing, and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good, solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeier Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Philadelphia 76er star James Harden has declined his $47.3 million option and will become a free agent. Deshaun Watson hearing before the NFL and NFL Players Association will continue today. Philadelphia Phillies Bryce Harper had successful surgery to repair his broken left thumb yesterday. Interim manager Rob Thompson said there's no timetable for his return. Houston Astros left fielder Alvarez and shortstop Pena are both being evaluated for concussions after they collided in the eighth inning of yesterday's game against the New York Mets. Mets won the game 2-0. Astros return home to face the Yankees in a makeup game this afternoon. Rangers dropped the series finale with the Royals 2-1. Texas has the day off before starting a weekend series with the Mets tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is Campus Confidential. We appreciate uh, 
Lorenz Colbert, uh, Baylor Sprint champion, just went to Oregon and won the uh, won the hundred with a ten twenty one. He's been great in the two hundred, and then uh, does tremendous job in the in the uh, relays as well. But uh, really interesting guy, and uh, so fun to have him on. All right, it is a huge day in uh, college uh, football, especially. Aaron, take it away. USC and UCLA, two of the Pac-12 flagship programs, are planning to leave the conference for the Big Ten as early as twenty twenty four. And the move is considered imminent, sources confirmed to ESPN today. There is still a formal notification process. It's the two schools have to let the Pac-12 know their intention to leave. USC and UCLA also have to formally apply to the Big Ten, although that is viewed as a formality at this point. According to a source, that process is also underway. And uh, There was so much to this story, but I'll let you kind of uh, have the first word on it. <laughs> It was a shock when well, I saw the story, though. I know that. Or heard it, actually, on the way in. Yeah, it's uh, this one's a wild one. And USC is the jewel of the Pac-12. Uh, has been for generations. Uh, long-time ties and relationships don't matter anymore. Uh, it, it, it is the almighty dollar. Always has been in a lot of ways, but there was some... Um, in, at least in, in college athletics, there seem to be some uh, ties and family-type relationships that could stay together. Uh, it, it just doesn't matter anymore, um, you know, whether it be NIL or whatever else. This has all changed, and um, I, I find this to be uh, uh, a uh, troubling in some ways, exciting in other ways. Uh, I think it makes it extremely difficult for these people they bring in to run these conferences. Um, Brett Gormark was just hired as the Big 12 commissioner. Um, what must he be thinking today as uh, Big 12 losing OU in Texas but had secured things with four new schools? There's some excitement about those schools arriving, and now there are more questions than answers as it looks like USC and the UCLA will, will, will join the Big Ten. And, and Aaron, it's just, there are things in college athletics that are just part of the tapestry and the whether it be the late night games, whether it be the the, the, the whole West Coast nature of what goes on with all those teams, it's there, there's just so much history, and and relationships and rivalries that come along with with everybody that's in that region, and so as I was noticing, somebody commented on, and I kind of agree, it, there there's some things that are that are probably positive happening with college athletics right now, but the soul of college football, college athletics, when you're just having to hodgepodge, and, and let's be honest, the Big 12 had to go, I mean, they got some good brands and good teams, Cincinnati's great, and uh, BYU, Central Florida's a huge school with some with some football uh, history recently that's really good, Houston's on a good run right now, but this was just a, you know, it was a relationship of necessity, 
It was trying to preserve something so you could hold on and eventually get a decent TV deal. Now, the Pac-12 is really where the Big 12 was. And they're either going to have to get a fallback position and, you know, add people like whoever it might be, San Diego State or somebody like that, or they're going to see other teams try to leave. And could the Big 12 go offer Arizona and Arizona State right now? Yeah. Yeah, they could. I don't think they were wanting to, to expand more right now, but the timing might be right. These schools are just like the Big 12 schools were. They're shocked. They're trying to figure out where they're going to land, what their future is. Now, who's left? Who are the big dogs still left in the Pac-12? Well, from a brand and a, and a size standpoint, it's, um, it's Washington and Oregon are the two biggest brands that are left. I'm not saying and, – and so I would think they would be in touch with the Big Ten. Hey, take us too. You know, let's do it. Will the SEC do anything to respond to this? The one thing about the SEC is with Texas and, and OU coming in, at least they're in that part of the country. At least they're in the southwest. Uh, and so it, some of it makes sense. Uh, the, the south is a great, huge area uh, of our country. I mean, this is just weirdness. You've got uh, Rutgers on one end of the country, and and they'll be playing some volleyball games or lacrosse or whatever and and be making the trip all the way across the country to UCLA, USC. I mean, we're we're talking some real goofiness that's about to take place. So when you start messing with regional rivalries and all of that, it, it, it screws up so many of the things that we've loved about college athletics and college football. But again, it doesn't care. It is uh, uh, survive or be eaten. And uh, the Big 12 got eaten in some ways. They, I think they responded well. But I would say the new commissioner uh, is, is already today in an emergency, and I don't know this for sure, but I would say it's like, hey, welcome, great to have you. And, and by tomorrow, or maybe even by this evening, the executive council of the Big 12 Conference has to be on a call. And they got to be trying to figure this out and go, okay, what's the best for us? Status quo, keep it like it is. And, you know, because um, you, you got Utah sitting out there. The Holy War has been a long time uh, uh, game that uh, uh, that's you know that's that's out there and, and uh, BYU and Utah have kind of a special thing because of where they are uh, in the country. That would be a great travel partner. I, I mean, I I kind of think the Big 12 has to think about that. Bringing in Utah as a travel partner with BYU and then perhaps thinking of. The uh, the Arizona schools because of that and and oh by the way, Aaron the t- the school that left the Big Twelve is just sitting out there and nobody cares about it, Colorado. <laughs> yep. Nobody gives a rip about it, and I don't think they'll come back. But they you've got to think about all these things and see because 
there, there's going to be, this will lead to other things happening. I don't think, I don't think the Pac-10, you know, they can go back to the Pac-10 and just go with status quo. They are rot today. I mean, I, I, I got to say, George Kliokoff is feeling what Bob Bullsby felt. And if you don't think the TV networks are running all of this, then you're not paying attention at all. Absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, schools the schools like Oregon and Washington reaching out to the Big Ten. I think that's pretty futile because I think the Big Ten decided who they wanted and got them, and I don't think they're going to have anyone else. So I think it leaves the rest of the Pac-12, as you said, in a very, very vulnerable spot, unlike the Big 12 was after Oklahoma and uh, Texas decided to join the SEC. Switching topics to college baseball, former Baylor baseball head coach Steve Smith has joined the staff at the University of Texas. Steve Rodriguez. Steve Rodriguez. Oh, I said Steve Smith, didn't I? I'm sorry. He he is actually, he is also obviously a former uh, Baylor baseball coach, but former Baylor baseball coach Steve Rodriguez is joining the staff at the University of Texas as their new hitting coach, as reported by Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. So, Congratulations to Coach Rodriguez. He is back in coaching and back in the Big 12 coaching. Well, Texas goes to the World Series, and they blow out their entire, you know, coaching staff. I I don't totally understand what David Pierce is doing. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki will not be back. Sean Allen, pitching coach, will not be back. And uh, and, and then the other day, I can't remember the guy's name, the the, – the other coach is out, and so uh, good for Steve Rodriguez. Though I've been kind of wondering what would uh, what he would be doing and where he would end up. And you know what? He's got a, a great little uh, spread. I, uh, I, I don't know if it's a ranch or farm or whatever you call it uh, on the outskirts of Waco. And um, I think this would be awesome. He can, I mean, he could keep that if he wants to. Won't be far down the road. I think they fell in love with Central Texas. And so uh, whether you call it the Hill Country, Central Texas, whatever, he'll just be right down the road. And so where his uh, place is located, I mean, he's probably hour, hour and 15 minutes away uh, from Austin. So good for Steve. Uh, good for Steve and his family, his wife, his son went to Baylor and has really become a great scholar and done some really cool um, uh, religious freedom uh, type things. He went to Washington and and was on the Baylor baseball team, but did a really very cool academic thing. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited for, for Steve, and I think this is a good move by the University of Texas. Baylor football got their 21st commitment for the 2023 class. It is Kansas high school offensive lineman Calvin Clements. Clements is a 6'7", 275-pound tackle out of Lawrence, Kansas. He is the fourth out-of-state commitment that Baylor has received in the for the 2023 class. He picked uh, Baylor over his two other finalists, in-state schools, Kansas and Kansas State. The 6'7", 275 Clements had seven total offers, including Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Oklahoma State. And as I mentioned earlier, he is the 21st commitment of the 2023 class for Baylor football. 
All right. Well, they were holding steady about number five or six in the country. This will probably add to that a little bit. As Aaron said yesterday, and, and I believe uh, Rivals has this, uh, according to our own Kevin Longquist, that University of Texas, based on uh, what they've done in the aftermath of bringing in Arch Manning, the, t- the top 2023 quarterback, now has the number one 2023 class in the country. I would say, Aaron, that Baylor and Texas Tech are vying for positions there. I, I think Baylor and Texas Tech may both be in the top ten right now. Now, I, again, we'll see how many of, uh, I mean, I would say the, uh, you know, maybe the the number one recruit is that quarterback, Austin Novosad, and so we'll see if he sticks to his commitment. But either way, uh, this is really turning out to be a nice class. So, that is a uh, that is some good news, Aaron. We got some interviews coming up. Do you have anything else, or do we want to move to it? No, we've got two great interviews. So let's go ahead and get to those. We've got former TCU head coach and now special assistant to the head coach at the University of Texas, Gary Patterson, when he had his new song come out. You talked to him about that, and obviously about the change of scenery leaving TCU and moving to Texas. And we've also got Matthew Meyer your interview with him when he actually announced on the program where he was transferring to. Well, I think these will be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, for people that didn't get to hear this one, uh, Gary Patterson, this is the first interview, extensive interview he's done about leaving TCU and then also about going to the University of Texas. And then Matthew Meyer, you'll love it. It's it's typical Matthew Meyer, and it's where he makes his big announcement. So uh, really some fun stuff. Aaron, great job. Appreciate you and uh, and appreciate our guest today. Lorenz Colbert, one of the, one of Baylor's next uh, great young sprinters, uh, as he went to the uh, USA Championships and put up some great times. Listen up uh, next for these unbelievable interviews, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Jeep Freedom Days are going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco. The new 2022 Impressive Wagoneer Series 2 and 3 have 2.9% for 72 months, plus 4000 competitive bonus cash. That's right, and $4,000 bonus cash. This incentive on the new 2022 Wagoneers for a limited time only at Allen Samuels in Waco. First responders get 500 extra cash. Come shop the huge new car and truck inventory today at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Congratulations to the state champion Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas. 
In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton. It is the best of the Matt Mosley Show in the 5 o'clock hour all week. We'll be replaying some of Matt's best interviews from the last few months. Right now, we've got his interview with former TCU head football coach and now the special assistant to the head coach at the University of Texas, Gary Patterson, it was his first long interview after leaving TCU and joining the UT staff. And here is that conversation on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Gary Patterson, former coach of TCU, now with University of Texas. Gary, congratulations. I might have been tipped off on this and been listening to it a little bit, but I've been playing it for all my guests today. And it's got an incredibly uh, favorable response even down here in Baylor country where I am and uh I I I gotta congratulate you on this one well I appreciate it you know uh it was uh it was a fun obviously one of the guys that helped write it was a Baylor grad so uh Jim Beavers so it it was uh fun I think his his son is a freshman this year uh gonna be a freshman this year at uh in Waco or is a freshman 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Jim Beavers, who, for people that don't know, is a big-time songwriter out in Nashville, went to Baylor. Now, Gary, and you also had J.T. Hodges involved in this, who's a TCU guy. Uh, There was a time when we didn't think Baylor and TCU could get together on anything. So what caused you to, um, as you were kind of getting ready and thinking about this song, what ca- how'd you and Jim Beavers get hooked up? Because from what I can tell, Jim Beavers has has written a, a ton of wonderful songs over the years. Well, uh, I actually met a couple years ago uh, his roommate at in Waco uh, lives here in Fort Worth, and their kids went to TCU, and they brought him through my office kind of, recruiting him uh, to help recruit him for his son to come to TCU and uh, he ended up still going uh, to Baylor. But, uh, you know, I, I did some work, you know, kind of looked him up and found out what he did, which, you know, for me, that excited me and said, if he ever came back to town. And so he actually helped me on another song about a little over a year ago that I had written back in my twenties. that one of these days will release. Uh, I can really, I'm going to do redo it because now I can, now that I'm not yelling anymore not coaching it's uh i can sing about three frets higher so it's a lot more fun but anyway so they came to the baylor game which you know i got uh i was no longer uh coaching on the field by that time and uh i called him to make sure he got his tickets and he went to the game and everything was good and i told him i had an idea for the song called the day i walked away and he uh he about two days later he really liked it he came back and started kind of with a kind of a started with a kind of a chorus and so him and I went back and forth and then I got together with JT at Thanksgiving and we kind of just finished up the song and uh finally because now working down in uh Austin I really didn't have time to go to Nashville or even do anything studio here so at spring break we were able to uh get in and with the help of a uh, Brian Keita and and uh, Blaine Cruz and Paul Jenkins, which they play in uh, Josh Weather's band, uh, which they've become good friends of mine. They studio-wise, that we 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 kind of got it all finished up, and so um, kind of wanted to get it out sooner than this, but it was just really hard uh, with my day job. So kind of went from there. <laughs> well, it sounds good. The voice does sound really clear, and uh, like you say, you're. This new consultant's role that you have, special assistant, the head coach with Sark down there at University of Texas, maybe maybe there is not as much uh, yelling involved. I mean, it, it really the clarity of the song, uh, it's really good. Now, uh, how does that? I mean, was this a therapeutic thing for you? Because you still have a lot of great friends in Fort Worth. And um, and I, I would imagine this hits the Fort Worth the TCU fans a little differently. What what's the uh, what's the initial feedback you've gotten? By the way, have you? Uh, it, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's been great. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those situations where um, I didn't want it to make it sad. When I first started writing it, it, it was, and I said, you know, we're not we're not going to do that. And uh, so we kind of, you know, I kind of changed changed that up. The, you know, the verses, uh, the first verse is kind of about, you know, kind of stepping away. It, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, it was just about this whole thing was about TCU and I, and that's not true. Uh, the lyrics, the first two verses were about a little bit about, you know, uh, you know, kind of stepping away from as a head coach uh, after the chorus. And the second verse is about when it says uh, the suffocation of the crowd. That's about the Rose Bowl. 
and the heartbeat singing out loud. That's that was about the people, you know, all the people when you stepped in the stadium, just how you, you know, how you felt when I pulled. We pulled into actually the parking lot. There was ninety five thousand people, and you know, it was kind of like a river of red and purple. And so, um, and then kind of said goodbye for now uh, in the last verse. But uh, the chorus was actually, to be honest with you. I wanted to write it. It was really written whether you walked away from a relationship or, you know, broke up mm-hmm. or you retired or fired or whatever. Uh, I wanted to say, I wanted to write a chorus that anybody, whether it was Phil Knight from Nike, uh, it, it was, you know, Matt Brown at Texas, anybody that you would have, Bear, Paul Bear Bryant, you know, things that you wouldn't have probably said at, uh, you probably wouldn't have said that on the podium, but you really wanted to. And so you basically just told him, Hey, look, I'm going to be all right. Hold my head up high. And, uh, we did it all for the love of the game and really for the kids. Right. And so, um, that was kind of the two, the two thought processes, you know, the, really the lyrics are kind of a love affair with the fans, not just, not just TCU fans, really, to be honest with you, all the fans in front of, we played with, you know, when you, uh, get back. And that's why, uh, the final verse says that, We'll see you again someday, and so uh, you know it's, it was it was kind of fun to put it all together. Uh, you know, get help from guys that are really good at what they do, and uh, you know, then you add the you add the the uh, feel to it as the initial writer, and then go from there. I wish you could have heard me. I was trying to harmonize with you a little bit. I was providing some background vocals. Uh, earlier in the go. program, and uh, I don't know if that's something you want to add permanently at any point, but was the higher, um, the higher part? Yeah, I mean, I the I higher, can get. I'm more of a baritone, but I did get kind of high on it, and um, and provided harmony. I I don't know if we get good feedback or not, but I did. Uh, you know, I got that. I I really like the the day I walk away is the song. And uh, for our listeners, Gary Patterson joining us, University of Texas, uh, a, a consultant now with Sark down there. But for people that want to hear this song, other than just hearing it on my radio show, Gary, is this on Spotify? Like, what's Apple Music? Yeah, iTunes? Apple, iTunes. Yep. Uh, about all of them, yeah. It's, uh, I've had people call. But, yes, uh, Amazon. So you can you can get it on all of them. It's been it's been uh, really I think well well received. You know I can keep track of Spotify a little bit better than I had, can all the rest of them, but it's been it's been you know pretty cool. So you know it's uh, it's you know I I'm a I'm a positive for everybody out there that wants to uh, check off their dream because you know you start playing the band when I was younger uh, and you know you give you 40 years of coaching college football. And then get, you know, when it's all, you know, you get back and you start being able to play a little bit of music, something I always wanted to do. And so you just, you know, you keep climbing the mountain, you know, make sure you check all your boxes for your days done. So it's been fun. I liked it. I, I have really enjoyed it. And uh, Central Texas, lots of downloads. Okay. So I don't know if I get any credit for that, Gary, uh, any kickback sure. fees or anything, but we're trying to get some downloads this way. Now, how strange was it for you, uh, Gary Patterson, to put on the first time you put on some burnt orange? 
Now, your old athletic director is at the University of Texas, Chris Del Conte, and I'm sure he loves having you back around. Uh, Y'all have had a fun friendship over the years. But what you kind of mulled this over and thought about it. It was out there. Did you think about taking a season off? Um, and, and what made you decide that this was this was the right thing for you? Because, I mean, obviously, some guys in your situation would have taken a year off, hung out, and then decided what they wanted to do moving forward. Why did you decide to, to do this? Well, I got off, you know, really offered some big, some top 15 power offer coordinator jobs. Um, but I'll be honest with you, at the time, I, you know, I, I didn't think that I, you know, mentally I was ready to get back into it. I'm a lot more ready now, you know, it being, uh, you know, almost June to do all of it. But, and a couple, you know, three or four or five of them are my friends. And so I wanted to be, you know, we always probably keep our house here in Fort Worth. And, you know, it's, I've been here for 25 years, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of, there was Longhorns that actually here in Fort Worth that helped Moncrief family. Uh, if you look at the, um, the Youngs, uh, the Kellys, there's, you can go through the list of that helped us build our facilities here in Fort Worth. And so for me, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends that were Longhorns, people that I felt like that wouldn't hurt. You know, it was about two and a half hours away where I could keep my house, go back and forth. And so, uh, you know, when Chris called, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you, I've been really excited about being down there. I really like Sark. He works the tail off, like the staff. And, you know, to be honest with you, I haven't um, been out much in Austin, but the little bit I have been out, um, people have been really good to me. So it's been, that's been fun. Or I got a chance to play kind of uh, after the scenes in a uh, writer's, uh, songwriter's type thing. Got a chance to get up on stage down there, uh, rack rooms at uh, Austin City Limits. So, got a chance to do that. So, you know, those are after playing Billy Bob's here last year. So, for me, football aspect of it, you know, I'm I'm slowly but sure. One of the things I wanted to make sure I did was Sarkham, the defense staff, and everybody else that um, didn't overstep my bounds. You know, one thing is about being a head coach. Uh, when you're not a head coach, you know how to be a great assistant. So, I know how to be a, I know how to be a soldier. And so, you know, I, I've just kind of been feeling my way into where I, things I can help with. Uh, whatever Sark wants me to do, I've been trying to do, and it's been fun. My wife graduated from Texas, and the Las Dodds, you know, a very close friend of ours, also gave us an opportunity at TCU to uh, uh, be part of giving us the opportunity to get into the Big 12. So uh, I felt like, you know, that uh, at least from my standpoint, that I owed I owed people down there an opportunity for me to go if I could help and. And uh, that's, you know, that's really what my focus is right now besides uh, my grandkids and my sons and my wife and everybody back here. But love Fort Worth, uh, love TCU, all of it. They've been very good to me uh, through all these years, a lot of great friends. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I'm excited about now, you know, because I'm really about, I've always been about coaching about kids. I think that's thing that you understand you know at some point in time if you're really passionate about something if you watch me i am you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm not a halfway person so uh if i was going to go down there that i was going to get all i was going to get involved as much as i could and so uh you know we're just moving along right now we're just uh, we're going to be going into camps here in june and 
and uh, more recruiting, you know, official visits. And then July will take a little time off, and then August starts, and here we go. But uh, I've really, I've been excited. I've been, I've been. Sark fires me up. I mean, he really does. He, he's uh, recruiting wise, all of it. He's been, he gets after it. Uh, the staff we have, then the support people, everybody we have, all the way to you know, Mr. Del Conte. You know, gives you. Uh, what you want, what you need to uh, be successful. And so uh, we need to go be successful. Boy, I tell you, it's just amazing to think about you and that burn orange at University of Texas. Did you, did you at least think about finishing things out at uh, TCU or did it just seem when you had that conversation, um, did you just think it was the best for you to, to move on because even after you walked away, you were still in there at the offices trying to help them get ready for Baylor. So you couldn't quite, um, I mean, you, you still felt extreme loyalty to TCU. How, how, how did, how did you handle that during that whatever period of time, 24 hour period of time? What, what made you decide, Hey, I think it's best if I just go ahead and walk away. Well, no, it, it was, um, I made the decision not so much for Gary Patterson, but for TCU. They needed me coaching the last four games. Didn't allow them to, you know, I did. They needed to be able to go out and find a coach, which they started looking. And so for me, them being able to do that, I felt like the staff, Jerry Keel, you know, he became the interim head coach. He ended up being able to show because of his health, he could still be a really good head coach. And he got a head coaching job out of it. Uh, my staff, especially my defense staff, I'd always called it. If they were going to be able to go get other jobs, then what they needed to be able to do is be able to do it themselves. And so I went in on Sunday and Mondays, and I watched Tuesdays, watched uh, the walkthrough, and then I went home. Then I helped on Wednesday morning and then watched the walkthrough and went home. I felt it was very important, and I felt like for TCU's sake and the recruits and everybody else that uh, everybody knew kind of where they stood. And um uh, and I think all that helped me kind of understand my place of what I needed to do. I was in a better place by the time it got till to December. And I don't think that I would have been in that place if I would have stayed there. But most of my decisions were what was best for TCU and Fort Worth and the players and the coaches. And out of, you know, whatever amount, 30-some from GAs to analysts to equipment guys everybody everybody is just about i think guys are still they still have this i think everybody's got a job now and so you know that's what people understand when a head coach gets fired you know usually he he made enough he made good money he he didn't you don't have to worry about him it was everybody else that you had to worry about and so for me uh the biggest point was by everybody understanding where everybody stood um then we could do something everybody could start planning and getting where they need to get to and uh everybody's landed in a good place and so uh as a general rule and you got to give coach dykes a lot of credit he kept three guys off our staff and also one of our operations guy and so um you know that's you know that i have to i have to be very appreciative of him doing that uh and but you know they all are really good football coaches and and some of the better recruiters they have on the staff so i think it's a positive for him Okay, in in the talent that you have uh, seen 
at the University of Texas. Talking to Gary Patterson. He's at UT now uh, as a special assistant to Sark down there and as a consultant. Um, is uh, what, what, what should Longhorns, like there have been some portal stuff that's happened, brought in a cornerback from Ohio State. You've been watching this from a different angle because you're, you're kind of watching and then I guess giving feedback. What, what is your overall thought after going through a spring of what, uh, what this University of Texas program has in store for it? Well, number one, you know, again, I told you I was a good soldier. So, uh, you know, that starts job now to really, when it talk probably could be about as far as what we have. But uh, University of Texas has some good players. We need to keep recruiting, uh, going going to be going into the Southeast Conference, keep developing. If there's one thing that I'm, you know, be a part of is, is really evaluating. One of the things I think their staff is really doing a great job of, you know, and not being a part of it is just evaluating talent, make sure we take the guys that we really need, not, you know, what their stars are and what we're doing that are going to fit what Sark and the staff wants. And so uh, in the last class, I think they did a good job of that. And, you know, we've, we've got to keep moving forward with this next class. And they, they've had some good additions, and they've got some good players that have been there. And I think watching since January, the kids have developed. Uh, they have a better chemistry from listening than what we had before. And so, uh, but like I told you, you know, I think that's uh, – that's the head coach's job. You know, when we park in the parking lot, uh, I made sure he sits in the front. I park as far as far back in the parking lot as I can for everybody to understand uh, what I need to do. And, and uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm just trying to help. But it's, it should be exciting. I think, you know, we're, we're going in the right direction. I think he's, he's done a tremendous job, and I, and I like the staff, and we just we need to keep moving forward with it. You want to be a head coach again? Uh, I don't know. You know, one of the things that, you know, I could, you know, you have an opportunity like Bob Stoops did. If you, if you stay out of that head coaching thing after five years, you have an opportunity to possibly, uh, you can be nominated into the college hall of fame, but you have to be out five years from being a head coach. And so that's something that's one of my goals to possibly, if I ever get an opportunity to do it. Um, and so, you know, I want to be able to, the one thing I do know that I want to do is I want to stay involved in college football. It's a great game. Uh, it's not in some areas, we're not going in the right directions. And so I want to be able to maybe help write that ship, get it going the way we need to. Um, and so those are things that are, that I'm, that I pay attention to and have been helping from a distance. You know, I, I want to be able to someday be able to help a lot of these young head coaches uh, how to manage, you know, kids, you know, they know how to play, but you haven't, they, some of them don't even have kids. So you have to deal with kids on a day-to-day basis, the NIL, you know, we all need a lot of help. That's one of the reasons why I or Jerry kill have another head coach in the office um, here at, when I was at TCU, because you wanted somebody that, that could manage problems because a lot of them, and there's more and more of them nowadays than what they used to be. So, uh, how do you know to be able to go through that and do it all? I think is really important and uh, doing what we need to do. And so, uh, but uh, you know, forever is a long time. So I don't know. Right now, um, I'm a Longhorn. You know, going to help the Longhorns win as many ball bangs as we can. Uh, move ourselves forward. Still love TCU. And you know, I always told you, uh, people that you know, I liked everybody in the state of Texas except for the three hours you had to play each other, right? And so. Uh, 
I kind of stand, I kind of stand that. Now it's a little bit tougher when I get, we play TCU because I recruited a lot of those kids, and they've got should have a really good team coming back because we had a lot of freshmen and sophomores that should be growing up, so they should have a good group. And so that'll be a different that'll be a different uh, feeling standing across from them for the first time. But outside of that, uh, you got we got to go move forward. Well, listen, we're uh, excited for you in uh, this next chapter. I cannot believe you're not at TCU anymore. But uh, I thought this song was a really cool way, like you said it. It doesn't. It's not just about TCU people. But I, I, I think it impacts a lot of folks, and uh, it's really, really good. And uh, I, uh, we've been playing it today, so we'll continue to get you those downloads and what, however it is you get songs out these days. But uh, uh, really appreciate it, Gary. Fun talking to you. Well, I really appreciate it, Matt, being on. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure, especially, uh, uh, you know, when we started distances a long time ago when, we were at, when I was a young head coach. So, uh it's good to have you as a friend now. <laughs> That's right. We've we've found uh, we've found uh, common ground. There he goes, yeah. Gary Patterson. <laughs> uh, who uh, really? This song is uh, so fun and uh, really impactful, and I think you'll like it out there. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, the whole thing, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Make your dreams come true in 2022. First Central Credit Union has no closing costs and low interest rates on home equity loans now through June 30th. Build dreams with your home's equity for home renovations or unexpected expenses. Get quick decisions from a local institution you trust. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Loan subject to credit approval. Membership eligibility and loan policies. Rate subject to change without notice. Restrictions may apply. Minimum home equity loan is $10,000. Member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Philadelphia 76er star James Harden has declined his $47.3 million option and will become a free agent. The Sean Watson hearing before the NFL and NFL Players Association will continue today. Philadelphia Phillies Bryce Harper had successful surgery to repair his broken left thumb yesterday. Interim manager Rob Thompson said there's no timetable for his return. Houston Astros left fielder Alvarez and shortstop Pena are both being evaluated for concussions after they collide in the eighth inning of yesterday's game against the New York Mets. Mets won the game 2-0. Astros return home to face the Yankees in a makeup game this afternoon. Rangers drop the series finale with the Royals 2-1. Texas has the day off before starting a weekend series with the Mets tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Our friend in the basketball business is Matthew Meyer. And he has uh, been a great uh, friend to Baylor since he arrived from Austin, Texas. Oh, gosh, it's now been about three or four years ago. 
Uh, he came into our lives, and so Matthew, I mean, it's been like a therapy session. I've been—I don't know if you—you don't get on Twitter that much, but I've been kind of telling Baylor fans, I've been explaining to them, you know, sort of why this is happening and all of that. But uh, you know, Bear yep. fans are wanting to hear from you. You were part of the greatest moment in uh, Baylor athletics history with a national championship. Now you are transferring. <laughs> Matthew, how many how many uh, text messages like when you when you decided you were transferring and you narrowed it down? Have you been hearing a lot from your Baylor buddies uh, asking you what's going on? Um, it's not so much my Baylor buddies; it's just a bunch of people that I don't really know. I've gotten <laughs> my, my phone is blowing up like crazy, but it's all good. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Well, Jeff Goodman has now put it out there of what you have it narrowed down to. First of all, let me ask you, what caused you, because we all thought you were head of the NBA, and you made the decision, which more people are deciding. I think this is not a bad thing for college basketball. But you made the decision to pull out of the NBA draft. What what drove uh, Matthew that decision? Because even two years ago, after the national championship, you were being touted as a uh, projected as a second round pick, and then you decided to come back to Baylor. Everybody was so excited. What what has caused you to decide? Hey, I think I'm going to play one more year of college basketball. Um. Well, uh, I've just I only played 15 minutes a game that year, so I felt like I had more to offer. Um, this year was it was somewhat similar I'd played more like 23 minutes a game and that was great Uh, my shooting numbers were down obviously but I thought I made a huge impact on the defensive end and then uh, the main factor of me coming back for a fifth year is I went to the combine Um, I was actually kind of injured when I went to the combine I'd done a workout with a team uh, like a week ago and I kind of pulled something and I tried to make it through but um unfortunately it was hurting too bad when I was trying to do the drills and stuff so I I just couldn't play and uh you know I I think I still would have been drafted if I had stayed in the process but um obviously with NIL there's money to be made out there in college and uh um I I love college basketball clearly I won't I won't leave so (laughs) (laughs) Matthew refuses to leave um now we wanted you back at at Baylor I mean that would have been so exciting but obviously Baylor had to make some choices and you were thinking about uh going the NBA I remember you saying after uh we were celebrating that title you said you know basically you kind of laughed and said you know you're not coming back and so we kind of all had to have closure there so all of this is very interesting. Now, there is a report out there that you have um, you have already said to UNC that, uh, that you're headed that direction, uh, obviously talking about North Carolina. Is that, yeah. uh, Matthew, is that accurate? That is false. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to be the first to a story. And then uh, if they happen to be right, then it seems like they had some sort of insider info. And then they become the man. Uh, that's not true at all. Um, I don't know where people make these things up, but um, I I did narrow down my list of four schools, and they're all great schools. Um, a lot to consider, and uh, 
you know, they all have such great qualities, but I actually have figured out what school I'm going to go to. And I'd love to say it on your show because you've been great to me for four years. So um, I'll just say right now, I'm committed to Illinois. Oh, wow. All right. There it, there it is. Uh, Matthew Meyer has made his call and Brad Strickland, who used to be in the big 12 at Oklahoma state is in Illinois. Uh, that is a, uh, that is a fascinating and, and that is a really uh, good up, uh, Big 12, big, you know, Big 10 program. Uh, Matthew, thank you for doing that. I mean, that's, uh, that yeah. is uh, exciting. You know, I have to admit that the Texas Tech thing was scaring me a little bit. The, the thought of seeing you twice a year in another uniform, I was not ready to embrace that. I can embrace and I can even become an Illinois fan uh with you doing that so uh i i really really appreciate you doing that what um what what led you to decide on uh on illinois well there's a lot of factors that i can't emphasize enough like all the schools are so great like i was just making fun of that guy for leasing information that wasn't true about unc but unc was awesome to work with they were they've got so many great things they're obviously just in the championship um Memphis, I really like Coach Penny. He's like a a pro coach, um, and uh, but for me, it was just it was mainly a conference issue. Uh, not that they're in a bad conference. I think their conference is actually underrated, but um, just in terms of getting on TV and getting seen as much as possible. And then um, Texas Tech, like I love the coaching staff over there. Mark Adams was so awesome. Like me and him were talking a lot. Um, if I were to say uh, what my second place team was, it was Texas Tech. But um, mm. uh, just because that, that staff was so awesome. and uh, But Illinois ended up being the place for me. I wanted to go to a different conference. Um, I obviously didn't want to disrespect Coach Drew or Baylor in any way because I have, I have nothing but respect for everybody over there. Um, but... I mean, Illinois, they've just, they've got everything they've got. Um, I was actually just in Illinois for, uh, for a month doing the, the pre-draft stuff. So I know a lot about the state and, uh, they've got amazing facilities. Um, I know the NIL is good up there and we've got a team that <clears throat> I think could really shock some people. So it was, uh, it just looked like an awesome decision for me. Well, that is really interesting. You spent time. I know a lot of that stuff happens in Chicago and uh, in that program, and uh, we've known some of their players. They've uh, they've been headed in the right direction, man. And and you know, Matthew, you know your college basketball history. If you think back to Bardo and uh, and and Kendall Gill and Nick Anderson, I mean, Illinois used to be awesome. And and they've kind of been headed it back in that direction. What what was it? You know, just when you kind of started studying that uh, that roster, and and then that coach. You know, obviously he was, I guess, still in the Big Twelve when you got to Baylor. What was the uh, what was the separating factor? And I think that's really cool what you said about Scott and and, and the in the in the Baylor staff. I mean, you love Baylor. There's reasons for this that you're not coming back to Baylor. Uh, but I, but what, what was it, you know, about the, your, your team, your new teammates at Illinois that really stood out to you? Uh, well, I obviously know Terrence Shannon. He's a great player that I've been playing against since, uh, I was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's underrated. Uh, people 
kind of forget about him, it seems like, and when you're talking about some of the best players in the country. So, um, But as far as the team, I mean, I could go on. Dane Dane is obviously there. Sky Clark's going to be a top point guard. They've got they've got a lot of talent. And um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, I'm just going to go there and do my best. And it's a basketball school. Um, Big Ten is a great conference. It's right up there with the Big 12. Uh, I mean, really, there, there wasn't anything I didn't like about it. Um, so it, it was a, it was a, I wouldn't say an easy decision, but it, it became apparent that that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, that is, uh, that is really uh, a cool thing. Now I, I, I have to ask you, what was your, uh, conversation with, uh, Scott Drew like, I mean, y'all obviously got a great relationship. You love this coaching staff. They've been there for you. What was, uh, when you said, Hey, I think this is best for me. Was it? Matthew, kind of a nice back and forth because Baylor thought you were going to the NBA. And that's what I've been telling our people. Hey, listen, you know, they were they had to bring in some players to that are similar to Matthew in what they do. Uh, but what was the back and forth like with, with Baylor through all this? Yeah, uh, Coach Drew is awesome, so it was great. Um, one of the things that was kind of interesting was I actually had to finish my degree still. I still have some classes left. And um, so he actually pulled some strings and I'm able to still finish that out. And uh, so I'm still actually in Waco doing classes until July 8th. And then um, I'll go up to Illinois. But that that just shows how great of a guy Coach Drew is. Like, even though he knows I'm going to a different school, he's still taking care of me. Even, like, we might play against them and uh, it's just all love. So that that really shows what kind of people are at Baylor. All right. Well, thank you for not going to Tech, even though obviously you like Tech, and uh, you'll be playing with one of those former Red Raiders. And uh, I, you know, Mark Adams does seem like a really uh, neat guy and everything. And then Memphis, I thought that was an interesting crew because um, you know Penny is a guy. I don't even know if you're old enough to. You probably never remembered him playing. But yeah. he, he's he's an unbelievable. He was a he was one of those quick shining stars in the NBA, and it snuffed out a little too quick. But I mean the the little penny and all that stuff. I mean that when I was when I was your age, Matthew, that was that was huge. That was like almost like Jordan level stuff. Little penny. Yeah. Did, now, did you go these last four? Did you actually go to all those places and 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 spend some time with those staffs? Or were you just were you talking to some of those folks on the on the phone? It was all uh, phone and Zoom. That was all I did because, uh, like for me, it, it wasn't so much about the facilities and seeing the campus. Like, it's kind of a business decision at this point because this is my career and like this is what I want to do professionally. So it's really just more about understanding what their program is about and the players on the team and what the coaches are about. So uh, just getting to know the people was more important to me. Okay, and and what is the feedback you've gotten from uh, Illinois on and how they sort of view you? Is it similar to the role uh, you've been playing at Baylor over the last couple of years? Obviously, you're going to get more minutes than you did two years ago. But what is the um, what's kind of the the thought process and the feedback they've given you as far as their vision for you? Uh, I think they just see me as an all around guy, kind of like at Baylor, but. Uh... They want to really help me work on my body in a lot of ways. Um, and I think I'm going to be playing more of the three than the four because they're actually kind of a big team, uh, which is totally fine. I played the three at Baylor too. But um, 
yeah, I think I think more a little bit more guard oriented, a little bit more on the ball, um, and uh, just trying to work on my body as much as possible. But probably a somewhat similar role to Baylor, just uh, you know, hopefully more minutes. All right. Well, I mean, you're uh, you're gonna get to hang around and and then now try to go for a national title at uh, at Illinois, but. Uh, Matthew, I think you'll know that Baylor fans will always love you, and even some misguided fans who don't quite understand this thing um, have to understand. What is, uh, what's the feedback? Uh, and obviously you just made this big announcement, but what, what have the Baylor guys, like Flagler and, and all the guys that uh, you think so highly of, um, you know, what, what have the uh, JT, you know, Everyday John, the whole, the whole uh, flow – what, how have they been through all this? Have you kind of been in touch with those guys? Yeah, they're great. I mean, those guys are my brothers. So, I mean, they understand what I'm doing, and uh, does, it's not like it hurts their feelings or anything. So, uh, you know, they just want what's best for me. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm completely happy with them staying at Baylor. I think, I think Baylor's team is going to be amazing this year, just like last year and the year before. So, um, yeah, I mean, all the guys on the team are just – so great. All right. Do you have any uh do you have any Illinois gear already? Are you uh are you still waiting? Are they gonna have to send you some? No man, I didn't even know I was gonna commit on your show. I committed like thirty minutes beforehand and that was after I told you I was gonna be on the show. So <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> I was gonna have all this stuff to tell you. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad to do it for your show, man. So uh, yeah, yeah, I mean we we need the ratings, uh, Matthew. Okay, <laughs> so I uh, I really do appreciate it, and uh, I hope somewhere the mullet brother, your other mullet brother's listening. I hope Jackson's out there and he's excited as well. Now, are we going to go with a a new look at Illinois from a from a hairstyle standpoint, or do you, uh, <laughs> or, or are you going to kind of keep it? Uh, you go, you're going to uh, what are you going to are you going to still rock the mullet? What do you think? Man, I already cleaned it up for the draft process. I don't have a mullet anymore, so Ooh, might be wow. professional, Matt. Now, <laughs> <laughs> professional, Matt. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Does that include like almost like a crew cut, or is it just kind of a nice, <laughs> like what you'd go to church in kind of cut? Yeah, one of those. I just pretty much cut off the back and didn't do anything else. But maybe the the front is like a little bit shorter. But that's it. All right, let's see. I'm gonna. I put this up on uh, Twitter as we were talking. I want to see what all the people are doing out there. All right, they're getting excited. Say, as, as I was talking to you, I did post it on Instagram, but I did it like one minute before. So I hope there's not already a million <laughs> stories out there. I wanted to do it like at the same time, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That is uh, that is good stuff. Even one of my buddies, who's like a big NFL draft guru is uh he's all excited and he's been retweeting it he must be yeah he lives in chicago and i bet he went to illinois he's like a huge nfl draft guru so uh this is uh this is exciting stuff so i i hope baylor's great and i hope illinois is great so the best case scenario matthew is that the bears and the illini meet uh in the championship game and that would be extremely weird but that would also yeah. make for a great story. And uh, and I assume, by the way, that you were getting, like you said, you had that uh, thing you were fighting, the injury. 
Um, but I assume you were getting good feedback. The NBA people have always liked you. I think the great news is the NBA now seems more willing to have people, you know, to st- people are coming back to college. You saw the guy at Kentucky. I mean, he was the AP yeah. player of the year. That does not happen. That hadn't happened right. in a long, long time. So I, I guess I guess the thing is, Matthew, you probably did see things like that happening and realize that maybe even your thought process six months ago, your thought process six months ago, had changed a little bit to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, sorry. I actually was looking at <laughs> all the stuff that everybody's doing. <laughs> I missed your question. <laughs> no, no. I was just talking about that Kentucky player. Uh, oh, yeah. Shibwe. Yeah who was the player of the year in college basketball, and he's decided to come back. And so I think there was a thought, you know, it didn't, no matter what, people thought they had to go at a certain time. And I think you kind of had that in your mind. Like, I think the way I felt like when we would talk in the past, you kind of had that sense you needed to go. Like it was time, you know, you were at the age you had to go. And, And the good news is I don't think that necessarily is the case anymore. And I'm just kind of wondering if that's, if that's accurate, what I'm saying, is that kind of the feeling you got? Well, for me, I think for most players, unless you're uh, probably a top 10 pick or a lottery pick, something like that, your main goal is to, to get in the door and, and when you're in the door to be ready. So like guys that are leaving early and being second round picks when uh, they could have stayed for a year or two more and developed, uh, I think that hurts them in the long run because they might be out of the league in one or two years. And it's way harder to get back in the league than to get in the league from college. So um, something that helps a lot is NIL. Uh, it makes it a lot more comfortable for players to want to stay because it doesn't feel like it's either, you know, rags or riches. It's like I'm going to be good regardless, and I can take my time if I want to. I can be sure when I go I'm ready. So uh, that's definitely helped me this year because uh, if it wasn't for that, I, I might have left. Um, so – it just help. I think it helps everybody uh, not feel so forced, and they can choose on yeah. their own time. Can you announce what your NIL deal is? Can you can you go ahead and give us that as well? <laughs> do you do you do you know yet? I, gotta, I do know, but I gotta I gotta talk to people to see what I'm because <laughs> I'm not trying to get you know people mad at me. People were talking about uh-uh. whatever on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously. All right, well, te- make sure you call that uh, that Barcott guy from UNC is going to be really sad. Now, he was because he was uh, he was coming after you big time. And of course, you all had uh, boy Sohan and him had some interesting interactions. So when you get off the phone with me here, text Barcott and just, you know, let him know you like him a lot. Nothing personal. And and uh, so so he can feel OK about things because he has been very vocal in coming after you. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely have to shoot. <laughs> All right, Matthew, thanks. We really appreciate it. Great visiting with you, and uh, that means a lot that you did that. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, great talking to you, Matt. You bet. There he goes. Um, and uh, Matthew Meyer, who uh, we've always loved having on, is just a, an all-around great dude, and he has made the choice – to go to Illinois. 